It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. Coming up on the show today, COVID-19, the latest numbers, they continue to climb. And Dr. David Tor, medical health officer, sending out a message via the SHA's social media feed, urging those who are not vaccinated to consider it soon. I'll share some of what he had to say on my daily commentary later this hour. The 800-CHAB Partner Profile, putting a long-time local business in the spotlight today. Andy's Transmission and Automotive, in operation since 1964. We'll visit with second-generation owner-operator Larry Sentis, who took over his dad's shop 21 years ago. You know, initially it was only transmissions they did at Andy's. Now they do it all. Stay tuned. We'll share the story. And make happy day. You can make a difference today by dining at McDonald's in Moose Jaw raising money for Ronald McDonald House Charities. The Heartland at Noon is brought to you by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Premier Scott Moe has released comments on the federal election. He calls the election pointless, and the $600 million used should have went towards health care support, increasing vaccination rates, and economic recovery. Mo also commented on the public health order he released last week. Uh, we've been clear uh, since day one uh, that where we act with respect to public health measures and enacting public health measures, of which last week we enacted some of the most significant ones uh, ever seen uh, in the province, um, we do that to support uh, the, the health care system that we have. He says he is hoping that Trudeau will make better choices and keep his promises and that he has more involvement with the Saskatchewan government. Two more outbreaks have been reported at Moose Jaw businesses. An outbreak has been found at Simpson Seeds, while the second found in Marcy Private Care Home on Princess Crescent. According to the SHA, an outbreak is declared when more than two positive cases are detected. The provincial government is reporting five new deaths related to COVID-19, 372 new cases, and 336 recoveries yesterday. Of the new cases, 14 are in the south-central zone, 49 are in Regina, and 50 are in Saskatoon. 4,700 cases are considered active. 262 people are in hospital, including 208 receiving inpatient care and 54 in the ICU. The Moose Jaw Museum and Art Gallery is hosting a pilot project event for seniors to discuss and create art. It's a four-week call-in event featuring David Milne's Blaze Along the Trail Gallery. Christy Schweiger, Educator Coordinator at the MJMAG, says Milne's work is a great fit for the program. He's very recognizable to the senior population and uh, iconic Canadian imagery, so it was just a perfect fit. The program supplies seniors with everything they need but is currently full. Check out www.mjmag.com for future programs. 
The Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation has released a new mobile fishing app called the Saskatchewan Master Angler Program. Executive Director of the SWF, Daryl Crabb, explains what exactly the app is for. It's probably the most comprehensive app that you've ever seen when it comes to uh, angling. It has everything there about, about every body of water in Saskatchewan, the types of fish that are in those bodies of water, an ability to register any trophy catches you have. It's, it's just an outstanding tool for the angling community in Saskatchewan to be able to access tons of information. You can also report invasive species or any comments about fisheries or other SFW programs. You can download the Saskatchewan Master Angler app for free on any app store. The Moose Jaw Warriors submitted an alcohol use events request at City Council, and all things went as planned. The club will be able to serve alcohol at their inaugural horseshoe tournament. Councillor Heather Eby was in favour of this request. And just speaking to that, I'm happy to make the motion and support it. Uh, as with all Musha Warrior fans, looking forward to an awesome season. And this is a great uh, kickoff event. And uh, hopefully it's just the beginning of, of great things to come in 21 and 22. The event will be held on a vacant lot at 69 River Street West from 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on October 1st. The tournament is expected to have 75 people in attendance, and all funds raised from this event will go towards the Warriors Education Fund. Work on the new $16 million Assiniboia Multiplex is flying along. At the moment, the structural steel has all been set up, and they hope to have the complex finished come next August. Curtis Nelson, the president of the Assiniboia Civic Improvement Association. It's a bit of a surreal feeling when, you, uh, when you're when you fundraising for 10 years, uh, you kind of wonder, is this ever going to happen? So to uh, to see the fruits of everyone's labor finally uh, coming to fruition, it's a great feeling and it's uh, fun to watch the building get built on a daily basis, seeing more and more stuff get done. $11.5 million for the project came from the federal and provincial government, with the Assiniboia Civic Improvement Association covering the rest of the cost with numerous fundraisers. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 183 points. The Dow Jones is up 434 points. The NASDAQ is up 148 points. And the Canadian dollar is up at 78.53 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. People across Ontario who headed to the gym this morning needed to show they've had their COVID-19 vaccinations. The province's vaccine certificate system applies to patrons at dine-in restaurants, nightclubs, gyms, sports facilities, and other venues. Meanwhile, New Brunswick's COVID-19 vaccine passport took effect early this morning, hours after the province reported a major jump in infections. Global stock markets are on the rise after Chinese developer Evergrande announced it intends to make an interest payment on its billions of dollars of debt that is due tomorrow. The U.S. is stepping up its commitment to getting people in poorer countries vaccinated against COVID-19. President Joe Biden is set to announce the U.S. will double its purchase of Pfizer's vaccine for global sharing 
to 1 billion doses. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will take part in the virtual global vaccination summit that Biden is convening today on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. And it turns out that a mountain goat was the likely culprit in the death of a grizzly bear that was found slumped near a trail in BC's Yoho National Park this month. A Parks Canada wildlife ecologist says a necropsy on the carcass found wounds consistent with the size and shape of mountain goat horns. David Laskin says other causes of death were ruled out. He notes while it's common for grizzlies to prey on mountain goats, a goat fatally wounding a bear is exceedingly rare. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Senior high school volleyball action in the local league last night. The Vanier boys went into Peacock and picked up a four-set win. Central defeated Riverview in three sets. The Vanier girls visiting Peacock last night, too, but we don't have results from that one. Local high school football schedule resumes this weekend. Two games at Guthridge Field on Saturday. The 2-0 Central Cyclones will host the Swift Current Colts in the 1 o'clock game with the Peacock Tornadoes taking on the Vanier Vikings at 3.15. Football fans have a CFL game to look forward to tonight. The 1-4 Ottawa Red Blacks trying to snap their four-game losing streak. They play the 3-3 Hamilton Tiger Cats. The Riders are back in action Friday night in Vancouver against the BC Lions. Training camps beginning around the National Hockey League this week, uh, and that's less than 80 days since the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. The shortest offseason in league history, it's over. And players report for physicals today. First practice session scheduled for tomorrow. And uh, the first 82-game regular season is scheduled for the first time since the 2018-19 season. Moose Jaw Warriors are gearing up to finish off their preseason with back-to-back games against the Regina Pants this weekend, starting Friday night here in Moose Jaw. The Warriors letting fans know their new pocket schedules have arrived. You can pick one up at the Warriors' office and at participating sponsors around the city. And in the Major Leagues, the Blue Jays beat Tampa Bay 4-2 last night to stay a half game ahead of the Yankees for second uh, in the uh, for the second American League wildcard spot, the Yankees are uh, keeping pace with a 7-1 win over Texas. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. That's a pretty nice day out there. Uh, autumn arrives, by the way, at 1.20 p.m. our time. So soak up the summer over the lunch hour. This is it. It's 24 degrees in Moose Jaw right now. Sunny with the wind southwest gusting to 50 at times with a high of 26 today. Tonight, partly cloudy. The wind becomes light through the evening. The low 10 degrees. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud, a 30% chance of a shower in the afternoon. Wind, northwest gusting to 50. Tomorrow's high, 19. Weekend looking good, sunny and warm. Friday, sunny, 18. Saturday, sunny, 26. Sunday, sunny, high, 26. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 22. Normal high at this time of year is 17. Normal low, 3. Record high, 32 degrees, set in 1987. The record low, minus 5, set in 2012. Sun came up at 649 and goes down at 701. This hour, Moose Jaw, 24. Regina, 20. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, 22. Rockland, Cornac, 22. Swift Current, 22. Elbow, 19. Davidson, Watrous, 18. Once again, Assiniboia, 22. Regina, 20. And with the wind, southwest at 26, gusting up to 37. And the relative humidity at 27%. It is 24 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. 
Weather conditions across the Canadian prairies will continue to be rather tranquil with not much precipitation and a warm temperature regime. That includes Saskatchewan. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We'll see the temperatures bounce around a little bit. Another frontal system is going to push across the region as we go forward through the day today and overnight tonight. This frontal system will be preceded by another warm day, though. Afternoon temperatures will be well into the 20s across a big part of the province. Only the far northwest will likely see a little bit of afternoon cooling as the wind switches around to the north. But everybody else will stay warm today with south winds prevailing and temperatures well into the 20s as I mentioned. Now as we go through the night tonight, the frontal system and the wind switch will likely progress right across the region. Most of that will occur during the evening and early night tonight. And then tomorrow we will have a northwest wind blowing across the region. Temperatures will be a bit cooler. A few spotty showers will be possible but boy, there will not be much in the way of significant precipitation. The moisture that does occur will be probably impacting less than 15% of the province, and moisture totals will be no more than 3 or 4 millimeters at the absolute most. The cooler air pushing into the region on the northwest wind will likely bottom out as we get to tomorrow night and early on Friday morning, and there will be a chance for some more frost and a few light freezes occurring across parts of the region. A surface high-pressure center will settle over the west-central and south southwestern parts of the province while the northwest wind continues to keep the air stirred up in the northwestern or sorry northeastern parts of the region where there will still be temperatures that will get down close to freezing but should stay above it a lot of temperatures in the single digits will take place during nighttime lows on friday morning and we'll see single digit readings in the northwest on thursday morning but the eastern areas may still be quite warm on thursday morning well the turnaround is going to occur again with another return of warmer south winds blowing across the region Friday afternoon going into Saturday. This reverses everything once again and we'll just go right through this pattern all over again. It might get a little breezy on Friday afternoon into Friday night and then we'll look for some uh, uh, cooling to come again later in the weekend with a return of northwesterly wind. All the while, precipitation will stay minimal. Our temperatures will bounce around the afternoons from 20s on the warmest days, but mostly we'll spend uh, our afternoon temperatures in the teens and lower 20s. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FD2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you Straper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FD2 Flex Draper. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Pro Report on the Heartland at Noon is for My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived. Small to 2XL at My Addictions in the Town and Country Mall. Okay. Fresh in. From the city of Moose Jaw, Caribou West, 1st to 2nd Avenue Northwest. So that's uh, just on the south side of Central Collegiate. Paving work underway today. Ross Street West between 3rd and 4th Avenues Northwest. Some paving there as well. That's in the same neighborhood. 13th Avenue Northwest between Albert and Grace. There's a water service leak there, so you might find traffic interrupted 
and a detour in place there. School zones are in effect till 6 o'clock in most Moose Jaw neighborhoods. Make sure you slow down to 40 kilometers per hour or less. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. With major operations on both sides of the Canada-U.S. border, BMO Bank of Montreal is in a position to provide some insights on activities that are common to the continent, not just the country. Among those is agriculture. The bank has just released its assessment of the grain crop this year in both Canada and the U.S. with a headline that says... It's been a long time since we've had challenges like the ones seen this year. The drought hit in both countries, dragging down production of wheat and canola just in time for the restaurant industry to reopen, and demand for food is rising sharply. While that's a combination for raising prices, the bank says grain stocks are at their lowest levels in a decade. Further, the cost of production is going up as energy and fertilizer prices increase. Now, American farmers expect production declines of roughly 12% on wheat this year, as they focus mostly in winter wheat and had it in the bin before the worst of the drought had hit. North of the border, though, wheat production will be down 33%, and canola production is forecast to be 37% lower. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is off. Offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow varieties. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley into bigger Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Prairie Malt in Bigger. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Hey, you guys, it's Cassie Campbell Pascal. I'm the captain of the Prairie Region for McHappy Day. And guess what? Happy McHappy Day today. So how can you help? Well, go to McDonald's restaurant and order any menu item. That's right. This year, any menu item. Part of the proceeds will go back to helping Ronald McDonald House Charities. You can also use your McDonald's app. Or if you can't go inside a restaurant, how about just going through the drive-thru and buy stuff for your friends. That's what McHappy Day is all about. And also raising money for a wonderful cause in Ronald McDonald House Charities. Cheers to you and happy McHappy Day. Cassie Campbell on the Heartland at Noon. Every year, McDonald's Canada franchisees and crews across the country celebrate McHappy Day, an annual day of community giving in support of Ronald McDonald Houses and other local children's charities. McHappy Day continues to play a large role in providing Ronald McDonald House Newfoundland and Labrador with the funds needed to support their house and the families they serve. Uh, and right here in Saskatchewan at uh, in Saskatoon, where we have a Ronald McDonald House. Since McHappy Day was first celebrated in 1977, McDonald's Canada, its franchisees, and generous guests have contributed nearly $66 million for Ronald McDonald Houses and local Canadian children's charities. On McHappy Day, McDonald's donates a portion of all menu items sold now in its restaurants to Ronald McDonald Houses and other children's charities across the country. If you can't make it into a restaurant, you can celebrate with McDelivery. 
through uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes and receive free McDelivery on orders over $12 today on McHappy Day. So if you haven't had uh, lunch yet or you're looking for uh, afternoon coffee and a muffin, there you go. McDonald's is your choice today. Saskatchewan records five more COVID-19-related deaths. You can read that story under that headline on Discover Moose Jaw today. Five new deaths related to COVID-19, 372 new cases, and 80% of the new cases are in people who have not been vaccinated. The new cases include 14 more in the local south-central zone, where 182 cases are active today, 4,700 cases active across the province, 262 people are in hospitals, 208 receiving inpatient care, 54 in intensive care units across the province. It was on Monday, two days ago, when Dr. Alex Wong of Saskatoon shared this on Twitter, and I quote, This morning, all adult ICUs in Saskatchewan are full. Surge beds are being created across Saskatchewan. Pediatric ICU in Saskatoon is accepting multiple adult patients. All Saskatchewan ICUs are short-staffed. Our critical care system is crippled. We expect exponential growth for the next two to three weeks. This is bad, said Dr. Alex Wong of Saskatoon. The solution is to get more people vaxxed. And there are pop-up clinics in the local area today. Assiniboia Union Hospital has Pfizer and Moderna today through Friday from 8.30 until 4 o'clock. So if you're in the South Country, there's your ticket. Swift Current has a number of clinics scheduled today through Saturday. Davidson has a clinic tomorrow. All that information is accessible on the SHA website or by clicking the links they share on Facebook. I don't see any clinics in Moose Jaw today. I know there was one yesterday on the Moose Jaw exhibition grounds. I know there's been a steady stream of people getting tested for COVID-19 at the testing site over at the South Hill Fire Hall. Uh, so, and, and there are clinics on the go in Regina. So if you're in Moose Jaw and getting anxious, need a first shot or a second shot, uh, there's Regina, there's Assiniboia, there's Swift Current. You can get your shot again. The place to go uh, is to go to the SHA website, Saskatchewan Health Authority, or by clicking the links that they're sharing on Facebook. We'll take a break, and we'll be back to tell you about uh, special people raising money for a special family. Heartland at noon on CHAB. 800 CHAB is the Heartland's home for the greatest hits of all time. And we're bringing you more of the music you love with the Rock and Roll Oldies Show. Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 9. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Funeral Home, the Park Hotel, Great Canadian Oil Change, and the greatest hits of all time. 800 CHAB. Attention Northern Saskatchewan farmers. Looking to dispose of unwanted agricultural pesticides or old livestock and equine medications? Take them to a Clean Farms collection event for safe disposal at no charge. Collection events are happening at designated ag retailers on specific days between October 4th and 8th. For details on what's accepted, dates, and locations, go to cleanfarms.ca and look under what to recycle where. Or call Clean Farms at 877-622-4460 or contact your local ag retailer. COVID restrictions may apply. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. This story just posted on discovermoosejohn.com. An outbreak of COVID-19 has been declared at Briarcrest College and Seminary in Karenport. 
According to the school's website, there have been 71 total cases of COVID-19 at the school. 62 of those cases are active. 61 students are in isolation through September 26th. Briarcrest Christian Academy, the on-site high school, has three active cases. The Saskatchewan Health Authority declared the outbreak uh, September 13th. Close contacts are not required to disclose their vaccination status, but those who volunteered to share uh, that they are fully vaccinated have been told to monitor for symptoms and isolate and get tested if symptoms appear. Again, that story is available right now on discovermoosejohn.com. The Crone Family Fundraiser. If you're active on Facebook, uh, you've probably seen something about this. The community of Moose Jaw and surrounding area coming through, doing what they can to help a local family, a really good local family, uh, get through a tough time. Moose Jaw's Tammy Crone found herself paralyzed after a medical procedure gone wrong in the United States. Discover Moose Jaw Sean Slatt talked to Tammy's close friend Jody Hetherington about her condition and the fundraising efforts to get Tammy back home. I guess, uh, first of all, Jody, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what Tammy's been going through here lately? Okay, so um, leomyosarcoma is actually extremely rare in women, um, and it's also a very aggressive disease. And if you do any sort of, of research on it, um, there's basically no data after six months, and, and unfortunately that's because most people don't live. So the first thing I really want to say is we're a year into this, Tammy has been doing the very, very, very well, better than anybody ever expected. So when she went to the, the cancer clinic here, um, again, wonderful people, wonderful care. The difference here is in Canada, you um, cancers are like if you have colon cancer of this kind, then you're the drugs that you get are A, B, and C. If you have this type of cancer, the cancer drugs you get are, you know, C, D, and G. Like, they're, they're very, it's, it's set. So based on, on that, um, Tammy was given a very, very poor prognosis and um, started on chemo. A few treatments in, um, with the poor prognosis, uh, they had started doing a bit of research of, of where else they could go. Um, and they found a clinic in the United States that um, had some really great things that were going on, one of which is this, uh, it's called a Dakar blood test. And what it does is it actually genetically matches the tumor that you have to the type of chemotherapy drug that is going to treat it. So when she paid for this test to be done, um, it came back that there were three other drugs that are readily available in Canada that were um, like in the 70, 80, 90th percentile for killing her tumor. So that was the first thing that we found out. And then the second thing we found out was this clinic in the United States does a very targeted therapy. So long story short, Tammy had all these procedures done. Um, she was responding extremely well um, to it, had tons of energy, had no symptoms, doing really great. 
So once a person gets to that point, the next thing that they offer is this other procedure where they go in um, with a catheter just like they would for, you know, hearts and sort of thing. And they find the artery that is feeding the tumor. And so they went in in July and she had this procedure done. And again, responded really, really well to the procedure. Um, they knew they had to repeat it in six to eight weeks. That was something they knew all along. Um, but it was quite dependent on how she responded. So again, she responded really well. So they headed down there to have this exact same procedure done a second time. And, you know, honestly, we were all more than hopeful, like more than hopeful that this was going to buy her some years, like it was going to really buy her time. Um, and on Wednesday afternoon, I got the phone call that the procedure had gone horribly wrong. And um, when she woke up, she was paralyzed. And so now we went from paying, or they went, I guess, from paying for a procedure to give their mom months or years, I mean, on her life. And uh, now she's in ICU collecting, you know, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a day bill, plus needs an air ambulance home. No, uh, I'm really sorry to hear that happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate, it really is. Yeah. Uh, could you maybe just tell me a little bit more then on how that GoFundMe page came about with you and Donna? We had been um, talking to uh, Tammy and Vaughn over and over and over again. Let us help. Let us do something. Um, you know, our hands are tied because we can't go and be with her or, or do any of those things, but... You know, you always want to help, and and I think the the other thing that they said no numerous times, numerous times, and I, and I think part of it is because it seems like there's a GoFundMe page for everything, but this is the point where you can't say no anymore. You you know when you're staring down a potentially two hundred thousand dollar bill, what? How do you? How do you say no? You can't. You need help. Please, like the the Musha and surrounding community. Oh my goodness! Like, oh my goodness! I don't even know how you could possibly thank people for for what they did. I mean, less than twenty four hours, and we met our goal, and we got her home. She arrived home last night. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, um, how quickly those funds were raised? Were you surprised at all? Shocked. I knew, I knew that, I knew we would get there because the, the Crone family is so, like, they're the first people to donate time. They're the first people to donate money to do whatever they can to help other people in need. And so I knew we would get there. And, uh, wow wow 
and I know Donna shares that that as well. We, uh, you know, <laughs> FaceTimed and had a good cry and, and was like shock, just pure shock and love for everyone. That it, it, it was so needed. No, for sure. And you had mentioned that she was so active in the community. Um, obviously, there's a lot to it, but could you just maybe give us a few examples of some of the stuff that she was involved with? Um, yes. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to caution myself a little bit, but um, pretty much you could name it at Peacock and with basketball programs. Um, you know, Tommy's the first one to run concessions, to organize fundraisers, to, you know, whatever Peacock needed. Um, it's the same with Lindale. Um, all of her kids went through Lindell and Tammy and Vaughn, uh, both with the basketball program. And, you know, Michaela and uh, Megan and Megan's husband, like they all of them, Kelsey as well, you know, they still coach, volunteer coach at, at schools and ref for basketball. I guess I'll find you have you had a chance to talk to the family and how is Tammy doing right now? Um, Tammy is the most amazing person you will ever meet. Um, she has the the best mindset. She is so thankful to be home. She is doing her best to smile and fight for any bit of sensation or movement that she may possibly gain back. She is looking forward to her daughter's wedding this winter. Um, honestly, uh, it's shocking how amazing she can be in this situation because I guarantee you she's carrying the rest of us. Well, at least it sounds like she's at least in good spirits, which is always a good thing. Yes, it, it definitely helps. I guess just finally, what are the next steps? Is there still treatments that she can get here in Canada? So we're, we're not sure exactly yet. Um, I know she has to be transferred to Regina at some point when there's a bed available. Um, she will have to be reassessed, and uh, we're suspecting maybe Wascana Rehab for a while. Um, they really don't know the full prognosis of, of what is happening. I guess it's with any spinal injury. They, they, they don't know. Like, sometimes things regenerate. Some people can get, you know, blood flow and momentum and all of that back, and some people don't. So I guess at this point we don't really know. Going back to the GoFundMe page, uh, you guys are still taking donations? We are still taking donations. Again, we, we, our $50,000 goal, that was a goal to pay for the air ambulance. Um, and, <laughs> yes, that is how much it costs to fly somebody home from the United States. So uh, we still, the Crohn's are still staring down a huge hospital bill, um, the extent of which we actually don't even know yet. So there's still that. Um, there's still lots of, you know, they, they've already out of pocket paid a lot for a lot of other medical expenses. And, you know, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. And also a huge, huge thank you 
needs to go out, not only from me, but uh, from Donna and from the Crone family. They are just overwhelmed with with gratitude for, for the support they've received. That's Crone family friend Jody Hetherington. Uh, again, you can uh, find more information on GoFundMe. Uh, you can look it up on Facebook, too, uh, if you just type in Crone Family Fundraiser, if you want to contribute. And our thanks to Jody Hetherington for uh, joining us for that visit today on the Heartland at Noon. We'll take a time out. We'll be back with more in a moment. My crops were damaged this growing season. Am I covered? Glad you asked. Crop insurance covers both yield and quality losses. Coverage is available if you decide not to harvest your insured crops or put them to an alternate use. Contact your local SCIC office to register a pre-harvest inspection or post-harvest claim. Visit scic.ca to learn more about crop insurance coverage. SCIC, here at every turn. In uncertain times, it helps to have something you can count on. For 25 years now, the Cargill Specialty Canola Program has been providing canola farmers with both peace of mind and an improved bottom line. Our simple five-step program guarantees your end-use market, helping you earn more, aim higher than commodity canola. Set your sights on victory with the Cargill Specialty Canola Program. Contact your local Cargill or select independent retailer or visit victorycanola.com. When you're a farmer, you've learned to take the good with the bad because you've seen it all and your roots are deep. Daddy, I want to be a farmer just like you. Farming is about a sense of pride in an honest day's work, careful planning, and growing for the future. Moose Jaw Co-op is on your team. Early mornings, late nights. Safely getting harvest completed with agro and fuel locations in Avonlea and Moose Jaw. We are growers. We are farmers. We are Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. It's the 800 CHAB Partner Profile, and today we're focused on Andy's Transmission and Automotive. If you go to their website, uh, you'll find the slogan, yeah, we do that. They do it at Andy's Transmission and Automotive. The website, andystransmissionservice.ca. Larry Sentis is the owner-proprietor at Andy's Transmission and Automotive, established in 1964 by your dad, Andy. What a great guy. He is. He is. A guy couldn't ask for a better father. If there, When he started the business, if he picked one part of the trade that you could specialize in, being transmissions, that was a great choice on his part by far. And now we've expanded out, and uh, things are running very smoothly. Yeah, and at first, it was all about transmissions, right? Exactly. They did, uh, that's all they did was transmissions. At one time, there was only three transmissions you had to worry about. Now there's hundreds of transmissions we have to worry about. How's Andy doing? He's doing well. He'll uh, turn uh, 85 this fall in November, and uh, he's active every day still, which we're happy for, and... Uh, He's enjoying life being a great grandpa. Awesome. Does he still come down to the shop? Yes, he does. I don't see him as often as uh, you'd like sometimes, but uh, he's down usually three or four times in a month for sure. Uh-huh. Making sure you're looking after things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's only one way, and that was Andy's way at one time, so it's all good. <laughs> 
If you go to the website, you'll find all about Andy's Transmission and Automotive, uh, built on an excellent reputation within the automotive repair industry. Larry, you joined the business uh, back in 1988 and took over 12 years later, right? Yeah, that's correct, Rob. My dad really never forced anything on me. He uh, let me find my way in life, and uh, that way found me back here, and I'm happy that it did. Let's talk about the staff that you employ here at Andy's Transmission and Automotive. They keep things kicking. Yes, they do. We're very thankful and fortunate that we have the staff we do. Uh, Chris Senchuk, he's been with us uh, since 1996. The other guys have been with us. Tony's been with us for uh, 12 years. And Robert just started here a little over a year ago. But we're very fortunate, and I know that your business is only as good as your staff, and we're very, very happy with our staff. And you know they're busy right now. They are, yeah. You can hear the noise in the background, that's for sure. How is business? It's been very good, very good. We're very happy with our with the clients that we have, and uh, we hope that we can keep doing things uh, well into the future so we can look after our past, present, and future clients. We talked about how the focus was totally on transmission when the, when the business uh, first opened up. Uh, the way the business is now, it's very competitive. Uh, you have to do other things other than transmissions, and you do it all here. Yes, we do, and uh, it is a competitive market here in Mooshtaw. We try to uh, give fair pricing, uh, fair value for what you pay, and uh, try to keep the customers happy. You're not going to always uh, keep everybody happy and satisfy everybody, but we try our best, and if there is a problem, come back and we'll look after you. And I know for a fact you've got a lot of uh, long-time loyal customers here. Yes, that's for sure. There's some of them that uh, have been with us right since I started here in 1988, and uh, then it just keeps getting passed down. Now their sons and daughters are coming and so forth, and uh, we're happy for that. 88, to me and you, sounds like yesterday, but that's over 30 years. <laughs> yes, yes. It was, it's, it's hard to believe I've, we've been here, well, I've been here doing it since 1988, um, I don't think Dad ever dreamt that uh, we'd be along, around this long since 1964, but uh, very happy that we are, and that, that just goes to show that it's the community, the support, just not, along, just not in Moose Jaw, but surrounding area. Let's talk about uh, automotive service, and let's run down the services you offer. Well, we offer everything right from just general maintenance, like an oil change, to shocks, struts, brakes, any front end work, anything that really needs to be done on that vehicle. The only thing we don't touch is the diesels underneath the hood. And uh, staying on top with modern technology. Yes, so the guys, guys always go and they take their courses that they can take that are offered. We send them, lately though it's been a little tough doing that because everything's online. Uh, but they did go and tend uh, three of them this past uh, couple years here. And uh, they'll look forward to when they can get and have that supper meeting and interact with guys again and just get to talk to different techs. And keeping up with technology also means you've got to spend some money to do that here. Yes, yes, that's for sure. But you know what? If you don't keep up with the technology, it's just going to pass you by. And we don't want that to happen, that's for sure. Let's talk about how technology has changed since you took over or since you started here in 1988. Yeah, you know, Rob, it's since 1988, it's been really good. You know, we have scan tools now. First off, when we just started, you plugged it into the side of the transmission and you could get it to shift for you and all that. But now everything's done diagnostically, you know, with the internet and all that. And then 
to be honest with you, whoever thought that we'd be taking appointments while we're sitting on our couch at night, all of a sudden the email goes off on my phone or I get a text message booking appointments for the next day. It makes, it makes uh, life challenging at times, but it makes it that you've got to stay up on things. Sure. And uh, in some ways, makes life simpler. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, it does for not only us, but for the customer. Let's talk about transmission service. You mentioned it used to be real simple. There were three different kinds of transmission. That's not the case anymore. No, no, that, that's for sure, Rob. You know, there's uh, lots of transmissions nowadays. They put the transmission filter right in the middle of it. So all it is is a drain and fill, where some you can still drop the transmission pan, change out the filter, and carry on. Makes and models, all different, hey? Yes, yes, they're all different, makes and models. Started with your regular, you know, just with the transmissions, three, well, actually just two speeds, and then they went to a three-speed, a four-speed. Now we're all the way up into those ten speeds. Let's talk about the fact that uh, Andy's Transmission and Automotive also offers fleet vehicle service. Yes, we got a couple of uh, fleets in town here that uh, bigger businesses that we look after. We're happy with that, and uh, we uh, look forward to, if anybody's listening, or we need more than happy to look after them as well. You uh, also added tire service to your services uh, not that long ago. No, tire service was added uh, two years ago. It's been really good. If you need a set of tires, you know, before you buy, give us a chance to give you a quote at least, and that's all we're asking is to quote on jobs and uh, look after you as a customer. I also see on your website you've uh, got a line of vehicle accessories here. Yes, we do. We uh, started doing that, uh, oh, about four years ago, maybe five. And uh, it's, not, it's not big, but it helps. And uh, we get it in here, do it, you know, whether you need a cap for your truck or a tonneau cover or just floor mats. We can get that in here and help you install it or install it for you. Andy's Transmission and Automotive, located at 429 High Street West in downtown Moose Jaw. Via telephone, you can get a hold of them any day. Uh, business hours Monday through Friday, 8 till 5, and available at 306-692-4255. We talked a little bit about uh, your dad, Andy, and starting the shop in 1964, and you taking it, uh, well, starting here in 88 and taking it over uh, at the turn of the century. But let's go back to when you were a kid. That's when I first remember you kicking around the Little League Diamonds and then playing midget hockey here in Moose Jaw, and then eventually junior hockey with the Moose Jaw Canucks. I know it was a dream come true for you. Yes, it was, it's been good growing up here in Moose Jaw. You know, a lot of people, they say, well, there's nothing to do there. I wouldn't have it any other way, Rob. I love Moose Jaw. My heart's here. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm always talking about Moose Jaw. I'm proud to be from Moose Jaw, and I hope that sports in Moose Jaw keeps thriving, and, and, and what helps with that is the community itself supporting it all. And uh, let's talk about your family a little bit. Tell us about them. Uh, we have three boys. The oldest one is living in Toronto, uh, married, twin girls. Our, our middle one is uh, living here. He, uh, him and Taylor are living here, Brett. Um, they have a little girl, Zoe, four, and a little boy, Asher, who's 18 months. And then our youngest, Lane, he's getting married to Courtney. And uh, they live up in Saskatoon. Awesome. Grandpa Larry. Yes, I know. People say that they'd, they think that they should go grab my, or make sure that one of my grandchildren are down here when they come in here, because I'm a lot mellower than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we talked about uh, the fact you played junior hockey with the, the Moose Jaw Canucks, and, and then when you had your own family, uh, continued to be involved in sport. 
Yes, yeah, I liked, uh, we, I coached all the way up, and, uh, you know, a guy is never as good as he is without the support that he has from home, and uh, I've had that support all my life with uh, Vicki. Uh, she's been great, and a lot of guys don't realize that when you're the spouse of a business owner, those hours are sometimes spent awfully long alone, but they're supportive and uh, very appreciative of that, that's for sure. Anything else you want to add today, Larry? No, just that uh, if you need anything in Moose Jaw, as far as in your automotive needs, don't be afraid to give us a shout. Either myself or Chris will look after you. And uh, come on down, even if you just want to have a coffee or something. Andy's Transmission and Automotive. Yeah, we do that. They do it all at 429 High Street West. Monday through Friday, 8 till 5, 306-692-4255. Thanks for being a part of the 800 CHAB Discover Moose Jaw Partner Profile. Thanks very much, Rob, for spending some time with me today. You can see that story and some photos of the shop on the 800CHAB page today on discovermoosejaw.com. Just go to Discover Moose Jaw, click on our logo, and there's the story right there. We've also shared it on Facebook. We'll take a time out and be back if you're looking for something to do this weekend or anytime this fall. The Western Development Museum is there for you with some fall and winter programming all set to go. Carla Rasmussen joins us next. Heartland at noon, CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Verna Kurgan, coach with the Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. We have uh, an opportunity for anyone that's interested. Try speed skating. Anyone, hockey players, figure skaters, recreational skaters, come out and give it a try. Sunday, October the 3rd and October the 10th from 3.15 to 4.15. We'll suit you up with skates, some equipment, bring a helmet if you've got a helmet. A great opportunity. It's free. Speedskating at gmail.com and you can get details there. Also, uh, go to a Facebook page, Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Urban Cellars. Located on South Hill, serving all of Moose Jaw. They offer a large selection of wines, spirits, beers, and seltzers. Stop by today. Rasa Whitecap Charlet and How Red Angus. Serving you in the past, present, and the future. Charlet and Red Angus, designed for your ranch needs. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Mainly sunny this afternoon. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 26. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 10. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour in the morning and a slight chance of showers in the afternoon, a high of 19. Friday, sunny, a high of 18. Saturday, sunny, a high of 26. And Sunday, sunny, and a high of 26. High school volleyball action tomorrow night. The Senior Girls Central Cyclones will host Vanier at 8 p.m. For senior boys, Vanier hosts Riverview. Peacock is in Cairnport to play Briarcrest. And Central hosts Cornerstone. All games start at 6.20 p.m. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Mooshaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. 
This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Our Western Development Museum, open to locals and tourists alike these days, but still scaled back with some programming in advance due to the pandemic. Our Haley Shirky getting a WDM update with Education and Public Programs Coordinator Carla Rasmussen. So September is Seniors Month. Um, Can you tell me just a little bit about what that means? Certainly. Uh, at the WDM Moose Jaw, traditionally we've had a Seniors Week celebration, which has in the past included a Seniors Week tea. Well, unfortunately, we can't hold that this year again. So we are kind of changing gears a little bit and looking at more of a low-key event. Uh, what we've done is uh, actually expanded our normal activity booklet, which used to run just that one week, uh, all the way through the month of September. So we encourage folks to come with an intergenerational um, sort of a group. So it might be bringing your grandparents or if perhaps if you're a senior, bring some younger family members or friends to the museum for your visit. You can pick up one of our keepsake booklets, uh, and this contains prompts on themes such as family heritage, celebrations, memories of school days, transportation, and more. Um, and then you're encouraged to sort of wander the museum and fill it in as you go. There are some qu- questions and some prompts that are very um, artifact-specific. So one example is if you visit our 100 Years of Saskatchewan History Gallery, um, There's a timeline around that room, and it asks if you can find various um, milestones, if you will, along the wall, and fill in maybe what was happening uh, that year in history. So, for example, find the year you were born, uh, look down the timeline and see what what was happening in Saskatchewan in that year. Um, See if you remember, you know, what what was happening during the Saskatchewan Golden Jubilee in 1955, if you were born yet, that sort of thing. So, um, it's it's something we really encourage folks to do, and maybe look at the museum in a different way. Uh, Some of the questions can also be done at home afterwards too. So it's really kind of a nice interactive um, activity you can do on your own or like I said, uh, it it is nice to do it with someone who's a different age than yourself uh, to go to the museum and find these things. All right, awesome. So kind of a full family experience. It's not just for seniors. That's correct, yes. Uh, and some of the questions will be very comparison-related. So um, how did you get to school? Um, did your parents drive you to school? So for our younger generations, maybe the youth that are currently in school, they might walk, they might ride their bicycle, they might take a bus. But if they go to you know, the visit with their grandparents, they might find something very different. Maybe grandma took a, a horse and buggy, or maybe they, they drove in their car, or maybe she had to walk all the way there and all the way back. So um, it's kind of a neat thing to, to compare those things from the different generations and see what's changed and maybe what stayed the same. Awesome. So you guys also have some virtual events happening as well. Do you want to just tell me about the coffee club? So our WDM Virtual Coffee Club uh, started back in the spring, and it was based on an in-person event that we had just started a little before um, everything had to shut down a couple years ago now. Uh, so the Virtual Coffee Club is is basically the same format. We have about 20 minutes to half an hour of a presentation that I, I provide, and because it's virtual, we've included some slides, which is, is wonderful, uh, to help visualize some of the things that I'm talking about. And uh, we really encourage folks, again, to kind of just check this out, uh, the the neatest thing, in my opinion, that I like the most about this is a lot of the pictures feature some of the artifacts that maybe aren't on display at any of our WDMs. These are things that might be in storage or perhaps they're too fragile to handle or even be out on display. So uh, it's kind of um, a sneak peek, if you will, into some of the behind-the-scenes artifacts that we don't have out. And uh, we've tried to vary the topics uh, that we are going to be presenting. So. 
for example, we thought it was kind of timely. In September, we'll take a look at school days from the past. This is something, again, comparatively, can you talk about uh, if it was a one-room schoolhouse that you might have attended? Did you go to school in a town or a city or out in the country? How did you get to school? Uh, What did you take for lunch? And we'll be talking a little bit about some of the school supplies, what classroom life was like uh, for settler children, um, and kind of compare that to maybe how our participants grew up and, and where they went to school. Um, The second half of our program will always contain an opportunity for questions and then sharing those memories and experiences. So we're kind of looking to connect with other folks. Um, We've got people signed up from all over the province, which is another wonderful thing about this program. And it's the best part, I think, as well, is uh, you don't have to live in a community that has a WDM. So if you're not aware, we do have four locations. Moose Jaw, of course, with the history of transportation. We have Yorkton, which is the story of people, so a lot about immigration and settlement. Uh, North Balliford has a, a, a settler village and a farm. And then Saskatoon has a 1910 boom town. And the nice thing about being virtual in this instance is you can take part from anywhere, even if you're not even close to Moose Jaw. So um, we're quite excited about this. And as I say, we're able to offer some programs once a month from September, and we're booked through January right now at this point. Okay, cool. So all of these events that you have coming up are virtual? Yes, all of the coffee clubs will be virtual at this time, um, and uh, they'll be held uh, towards the end of the month. We've tried to do them on Tuesdays at 10 a.m., and all of the details are on our website. Uh, You can register for one, or you can register for them all. And another great thing about this is it's actually a free program. We just need you to pre-register so we can send you out the Zoom link. I do think that it's really cool that having virtual events, you can pretty much join in from anywhere in the world. Yes, this is true. And actually, I think we actually have a registrant that's all the way from BC right now. I think that's our furthest away registration. So that's pretty cool. Do you want to just tell me a little bit about the healthcare coffee club that you guys have happening in October? Certainly. So our healthcare virtual coffee club um, is on October the 26th at 10 a.m. And this is something we're going to take a look at. You know, when we get sick or hurt, um, a trained free professional doctor is never far away these days. But 100 years ago, Saskatchewan people weren't quite so lucky. Uh, People lived further apart. They didn't have cars, ambulances, or airplanes handy to help them travel to hospitals quickly. And that wasn't that long ago, uh, you know, if you put it in perspective. It's always a neat look back at the WDM and always fun to join them in person or online. You can find more about the WDM on discovermoosejaw.com or contact the Western Development Museum right here in Moose Jaw. We'll take a time out. My daily commentaries next. Heartland at noon, CHAB. At Bear, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate, like adding buteo start to our DeKalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next generation DeKalb TruFlex canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link technologies offer herbicide flexibility. Plus, you get enhanced pod integrity for straight cutting with confidence. Depend on DeKalb canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb. The seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Visit Urban Cellars for a great selection of beer, coolers, and wine. Whether you're planning an event with family and friends or a quiet night in, the friendly staff at Urban Cellars can help find you the perfect beverage to match the mood. Urban Cellars, located on South Hill, happily serving all of Moose Jaw. Not wind, nor rain, nor hail damage. We'll stop the experts at CJ Trailers in Moose Jaw from making your RV look like new again. 
This fall, drop off your trailer at CJ Trailers and let their trained technicians handle all your repairs, including hail damage. This will ensure that you're as ready as can be for next summer. They also offer winter storage, so ask them about it. Find CJ Trailers on Highway 1 East in Moose Jaw. Call 306-691-5474. It's okay if you're late to the game. We'll let you join. We need you to get vaccinated to protect yourself and the rest of us. I'm still having trouble coming to grips with anti-vaxxers. The numbers don't lie. Our scientists and physicians don't lie. The Saskatchewan Health Authority recorded 372 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday. 299 of them are unvaccinated. That's 80%. Five more people died. That makes 646 deaths in Saskatchewan since the pandemic started. Dr. David Tor, one of our medical health officers, taking to social media through the SHA yesterday to reassure people that the vaccines are effective. The vaccines did go through proper procedures and testing. They were deemed safe, and I would argue that with billions of people now immunized with minimal cases of side effects, that has definitely been proven, Dr. Tor says. I know you might be scared, he says, but the medical professionals are strong on this. The vaccines are safe and they work. He said it. I'm Rob Kearney.